This is Living Life with Brendan podcast, inspiring people to choose to focus on the positives and live a life with purpose. Welcome everybody to another episode of Living Life with Brendan podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest here today, Nicole Kolbeck. Hi. Hello, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. So why don't you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a mother of two. Um, I have a grandson. Um, I work as a nursing assistant at a memory care facility currently. And I love my parents. Nice. Even though they forget everything. That's okay. (laughs) Um, What else? Um, Just moved? Just moved in last December, so it's almost been a year to my own home. Nice. How's that? It's fantastic. Yeah, you've always wanted your own place. Yeah. You don't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, dear. <laughs> yeah. Get to do all the planting you want in there? No. No? No. Why not? The townhouse association. Ah. But I plant in pots. So. There you go. <laughs> you can keep the ones alive inside. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, and we're going to dive right into a bunch of different topics today, and I uh, can't wait. All right. So Nicole is was my PCA um, right when I was first injured, and she was with me for about 10 years, 11 years, I think. Okay. Yeah, long time, long time. So we've had quite a few adventures and uh, really got a chance to grow up. She helped me a ton early on with my injury, kind of going through life. And we're going to go through some of that today. But really how I wanted to start out is kind of how we met and ended up together because it's kind of a strange story here. But basically, when I was first injured, I qualify for hours from the county to get help and assistance uh, because I need help with a lot of the needs that that I have. So um, for instance, there's all these boxes that need to be checked about bathing? Am I able to feed myself, get dressed, drive, um, basic functions throughout the day? And I kind of walk through those with the county um, and they assess, you know, different hours of qualifications and what we're looking for as far as help to come get me up, get dressed, um, go through these. And so we ended up finding a couple companies, posting on it from my end, Um, had a lot of hits right away went through quite a few people that either weren't a good fit for me, um, didn't really know what the job entail was. Um, so kind of was having a really hard time. And then we ended up having Nicole one day came through with the ad and, um, you know, it was a match right from the beginning and had so much fun. And, um, like I said, we can continue to talk about that relationship, but I'm always curious from your side, what that looks like when I put that request through for help, because, I know a lot of people in my situation, it's very hard to find good help. Um, Even today, it's tough. It's, you know, a low paying job that isn't great, isn't really beautiful to look at from the outside, but definitely is a necessity for people in my situation. Um, So I'm always curious because for us, it's like we need help. We need this. It's so important. Um, what does that look like from your end? Because I think you were at an agency, correct? Yeah, I was at an agency. Um, I was at a group home and they kept asking me if I would do home care clients. And I was like, yeah, because nobody else wanted them. And so 
I would go to these people's houses and meet with them and your family just happened to stick. <laughs> so why is it that people don't typically want to work with home care? Um well back then, I don't know if it's different now, but um the drive and the pay. Right. You know? But it was close to my house, so that was one thing. Um yeah, it's just you create a bond with families and I think that was really something that I desired mm -hmm. too. I don't want to be just going to work. Right. You know. And um so yeah. No, that's that's great to hear. And like I said, we we're so happy yeah. that you came <laughs> along and you know, you wanted to do everything and wanted to help out. And that's as we progress through kind of just talking with our relationship. I think one of the things I get a lot is people don't believe necessarily that I could be positive and am I just doing this? And I'm like, well, I'm going to bring on Nicole, who's been with me for 11 years and has seen so much. I mean, from the progression of first being injured to, I mean, I think for both of us being able to talk about relationships, um, work, being able to vent. You've heard my ups and downs along the way throughout the whole thing. And so kind of as we progress through, uh, you know, right as we were going through, so some of the day to day, you know, you can walk through what that's like for me just coming, you know, in the morning, getting me up. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So basically I come get them up really early. <laughs> um, do his cares, whatever that may be. Um, if you have a bowel program, obviously, mm -hmm. like these are some of the things that it entails, you know, right. not, not always easy doing range of motion, um, bathing, you know, hanging out, you know, spending time watching TV in the beginning. A lot of TV shows. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There is. There's a lot of a lot of things. And that's that's the other thing too, right? I mean, I go to go to work now, get there yep. by eight, but people don't necessarily know that to get there by eight, sometimes we'd have to start at five. Yep. Um, that's a lot that that we kind of see behind the scenes, but that's the help that's needed and you're kind of the the, the magic that makes it work to be able to get me there on time. So I'm always appreciative of that. And, and as we started, you know, we were able to not only get back, get help, get a routine. Um, I think we started doing rehab, going back to the Courage Center, mm -hmm. um, where we were going a couple times a day, doing my physical therapy and occupational therapy. Um, I even have a photo back when we were doing the standing frame. So there's a, a frame that helps me stand. Um, it's really good for my joints and my legs, being able to put pressure on my feet, um, just fully standing. So felt good to be taller than Nicole um, <laughs> after having her work for me a little bit. And there's a, a photo we can post here too, Steve. Um, you can put that up for him. But uh, I'll post that and uh, get a chance just to see the range because, I mean, you saw from when I was first injured 14 years ago to now, kind of the progressions that we've had. So much progression that's oh. been made. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's fun, right? So I get to I got to try a lot of really cool stuff. You know, I was able to do the, the able yeah, the yep. able program, a couple of those crazy machines where I was upside down like crawling. Mm -hmm. Um it's just really fun that you've been a part of this, mm -hmm. like the journey the whole time, being able to see me. And then as we progressed, not only just going through, you know, rehab at the time, but then it's like Let's mix school in there as well. <laughs> so Nicole, again, not only helping me drive and with rehab and food and everything that you were doing, 
let's throw going back to Gustavus. On Davis. <laughs> so we were driving um, two to three times a week. I think we were going yeah. down there, which St. Peter to Maple Grove. It's it's, it's not a the, journey. Yeah. And the ice storms. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the flooding. Yes, the flooding. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So we had quite a few trips um, as we we're going. And not only was Nicole coming down and dropping me off in classes, but you were participating in participating the classes. in the classes as well yeah uh so funny so my advisor that kind of helped you know coordinate everything and uh big thanks to bruce bruce johnson mm. um at the time you know was going through and it was so funny i remember he was in marketing kind of helping with my business classes mm. and nicole was in those and he was like oh this is so great i just i wish we could somehow get credits for nicole and it was so funny because yeah. he'd ask, you know, he was asking you to participate and join with all the classes. And, um, you know, what was that experience like for you just with the, the college atmosphere? And it was odd, you know, to be back in that setting, you know, after years and years of being out of school, never going to college. So, yeah, it was an experience. What are your thoughts on Gustavus, the campus? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. Good food back in the day. Good food. They had good food. <laughs> I always loved the food. Their cafeteria is fantastic. I think that's the only reason why you went. <laughs> that and the hockey program. Okay. Come on. We gotta yep. we gotta be able to do that. Um, I didn't see you back in those days, so I no. I can imagine it was nice. But I did sell the food well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um and during this time, not only to mix in with school with rehab, you helped me get my service dog. Mm -hmm. So Rest in peace, Rio. Um, we had my service dog mixed in. That was two weeks. You know, a very thorough program with Helping Paws. Mm -hmm. uh, they do a fantastic job being able to find matches. But, um, you know, again, not only were you there just dropping me off, but you were able to take part, stay with me, learn everything, um, get a chance to meet Rio, grow really bond, great bond with Rio. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had Rio during the training, being able to do everything with him and then when we came home but it's like Rio still needs care done that I can't do so you were able to kind of be part of Rio's life as well during all of that as well so what was that like I know you're a big animal lover mm, yeah. as we were just talking Rio was so sweet yeah just getting up taking him out in the morning he would love the snow he would just sit outside and eat it <laughs> so yeah just bonding with him brushing him you know doing all his cares yeah so just petting him, giving him love. Oh, he was so furry. He, he was furry. There I'll, was hair everywhere. <laughs> right. I'll put a picture of him up here for the folks as well. But uh, no, it's always great. Again, this kind of just flows into finding good help and being able to rely on you for everything that we needed and all the different hats that you have to wear. Uh, I guess you didn't have to, but just the fact that you were able to step up and do it, like so appreciative of that time. So that was so nice even playing the nursing role <laughs> oh my gosh everything right so it's not just one thing you're able to kind of help with the dog help with me help with nursing help with care uh, i mean we've literally done basically it all, it all. so um you know as we progress through then um able to graduate uh from from college um couldn't get you those credits but we can still we can still maybe fight that questionable <laughs> um you know doing rehab and then i think the next thing was going to find a job like uh, i think next for me was 
after I graduated, I, I think I took a few weeks off and kind of wanted to be like, what are we going to do with my life? Um, so, you know, you're able to help me get an interview, um, get down there, be able to work and navigate through kind of my next portion of life, which is the grind, the, the nine to five. And that's where we talk about, you know, timelines, making sure that we're getting up early enough, driving downtown. My first job was um, kind of in Northeast, the North Loop area. Yeah, it was by Acme Comedy Club. Yeah, in Acme Comedy Club. <clears throat> yeah. So that was kind of nice. I mean, they had good lunches good and lunches. we had some happy hours that were there. Um, you know, and, and just from them, we progressed with, with kind of making a normal schedule, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic to hear. But one thing I do want to take some time and talk about are <clears throat> the vacations and the trips that we've had, because we've had a lot of those as well. Um, I would say... What did we do? We did London, Vegas, London, Vegas and Arizona. Arizona. Those are the ones that were out of out of town that I remember. So let's start with the Arizona one was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was neat in a sense that I had a visit for work that I wanted to go see a customer of mine. And they wanted to make it pretty quick. So I think we flew out mm-hmm. and then stayed the night in Arizona and flew back. We were back within 24 hours, which again, Nicole being a single mom of two kids, being able to have that flexibility, unbelievable. Can't thank you enough. Um, But we were able to fly out there, had great accommodations for my work. Uh That's all I can say. Um, And, you know, as I was able to present to my customer, thankfully enough, I walked up the mountain. Nicole was like, (laughs) Um, you know, can we go find a mountain to climb or something in Arizona? And this was in December, yeah. so it was nice to get away. I think we got up early and just sat in the sunrise because it was nice to yep. feel the heat, get away from that cold winter air. Um, so yeah, you got to explore a mountain, um, flew first class both ways. It's very nice. Always a nice perk. Try to get that when you can. Um, and then let's jump into Vegas. Vegas was, um, Quite a few years ago, yeah. that was one through my first job. Yep. But again, just something where I need help with everything I do. I talked about the aisle chair and how to get into planes and everything on my last podcast with Tony. But I need I need the help and and being able to have you there has been so um, just a safety net for me. You know, I can rely on the workers and go with their word that they know what they're doing, but being able to have someone with me close enough that I can rely on and know is so much more relief for me. That makes me want to be able to travel more, uh, makes me want to do a lot more. So I think just having that bond that we've grown really allowed me to do these things. Um, so Vegas is always Vegas um, as to, was an interesting trip. Uh, late 20 year olds, 30 year olds. But this is the unique story of Vegas is, um, you know, as we work and had a relationship, I went with kind of my friends and then you had friends that were in Vegas. So we kind of just were able to split up, do our own things. And still when the necessities were there, I know our trip got a little wild on our side. I think you did, were you more so in old Vegas? Kind of like the, you yeah. on the crazier side. Well, I just walked the strip one day and then, um, yeah, I went to like my friend's house and restaurants, so I didn't do anything crazy. No. Not crazy. Yeah, I don't we, believe We did it. go to a bar that had like weird, weird stuff, but 
Yeah, that was the only crazy one. I think one of the nights we ended up not getting back to my because I remember we I don't know what time it was. May have been like five or five, four or five in the morning. Yeah, we, you know, there are some perks in this world of being paralyzed, and this is one of them that I'll share. (laughs) We were at this line at a club in Vegas. Uh, It was my friend and I, and the line was extremely long. And bars don't open till like one a.m., two a.m. in Vegas, which. I guess is why, but we go up and this line's really long. And I remember driving my chair up with Eric was with me and we're like, is this the line? And the guy's like, who I like, who are you with? How many people? I was like, it's just the two of us. We just want to wait in line. They like waited for five minutes. And the guy's like, all right, come with me. And we're like, are we in trouble? This seems <laughs> really odd because we haven't done anything. And, you know, he brought us through and just a mammoth of a person. And then he like slid this hidden door. We walked through um, a hidden area. There were all these bottles on the walls, like a green. I wish I would have came with you. Yeah, you missed out on this night. Um, So then he set us up and he put us on a table in this bar. And he's like, have a great night. Compliments of us. And I was like, heck yeah. (laughs) Thanks, wheelchair. And then you got back at 4 or 5 a.m. Yes, got back there, um, had a blast that night. Um, you know, we were, we were living high. We didn't win playing, uh, any games cause, uh, person I was with doesn't like to gamble much, which made it not too great, but, um, no, just again, having your flexibility on the trip to be able to help me out, um, at four or five in the morning is greatly appreciated <laughs> as always. Um, so that was a good trip, you know, besides my chair kind of dying in that one too. Yeah. I don't know what it is with trips and chair dying, but. Um, that's when I want to move on to our London trip. Cause I've referenced mm-hmm. that with Tony as one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. That was and an interesting trip. yes, and definitely want to dive into that one. So again, I talked to Tony, I think he gave us what, two weeks, two and a half weeks had notice of being like, Hey, do you want to go to London for, for seven days, 10 days? And I remember being like, Oh God, how am I going to swing this with Nicole? I was like, Nicole. What are the chances you want to go to London in two weeks for five to seven days? And I was so happy that you were able to be like, uh, let me think about it. Okay, let's do it. Um, but again, having that flexibility, like I told Tony, it's tough. I have to plan most everything just with my situation and this one, having you and having that reassurance of you being able to say yes um, was awesome. We talked about flying first class, how awesome that was and how so awesome yeah what are your thoughts on that it was the greatest flight i've ever taken <laughs> really well international like, or like meals like back oh. to back and drinks and i couldn't drink too much because <laughs> and the chairs i mean yeah the chairs re- totally reclined like they went all the way back right and unbelievable international first class it was a long flight it was a long flight i think it was like eight hours mm-hmm. eight and a half a little scary when you're over mm-hmm the ocean the middle of the ocean and you're tracking your plane you know what i mean i was tracking the whole flight. i remember looking at I that with sleep. yours oh uh, that was fun but then i kind of mentioned this on my last podcast with tony where we get to our hotel which is lovely we mm-hmm. we got connected to a room that's connected to the stadium it's just beautiful yeah. so the first night we're there we're all kind of off because i think we arrived in the morning even though we flew all night and slept um so we get to our room and we've got our converters ready for my chair. And the first thing we do, we plug in the chair and it's like, 
boom. We're like, ah, crap, this is not good. Um, so chair dead, battery charger dead. As we rolled through like a day or two, we were able to get out of this thing. Um, so then we started panicking and I told, you know, I'd mentioned to Tony, it was like, uh, Nicole, can you try and go find a battery charger for a power chair? I got in a taxi, made a couple phone calls and yeah, <laughs> elaborate. going. Yeah. What the heck happened? Cause I wasn't with you. We were still at the game. Um, I went with a gentleman that took me to some guy's shop. Like it was in the middle of a little town and yeah. He, just, he kept the store open just for me. Oh my god! Until I got there, and he was like, "You know what? Go ahead." <laughs> so that's unbelievable. I took the converter and brought it back, but the the journey there was interesting. Yeah. Right? Did he say that it was for? Didn't he say it was a power chair charger? Mm-hmm. He just knew someone no, or had an extra. Yep, yep, he had an extra. What are the Thankfully, odds? the only one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These chairs are massive. Yeah. My chair is like 300 pounds and with me in it, you can't just push it. I mean, you can put it in push mode, but it's extremely heavy and would have made the trip very yeah. difficult. Not to mention the tram and everything oh that we gosh. went through, the lifts, the taxi cab. I told them about that last time, how God. when the lifts, you got to plan with the ramps each time. And the last one, we just didn't have a ramp, so we just... Like I said, I Fast and the Furious just cruised right out, about an eight-inch drop, <laughs> made sure nothing got hurt. But then as we were journeying out, the taxi guy that told us he was going to pick us up just vanished, and we are in, like, terrible parts of London. And, it's getting dark. And it was raining. raining. Oh, man. And then we also... Squished. We squished everybody. There's, like, six of us into this taxi. And like I said before, we gave them all the money we had left over in our wallets and again it was not a lot of money but it was enough to get us back to the hotel we oh. didn't even get back to the hotel we had to journey quite a ways didn't we no we walked until the taxi got us and then the taxi okay, brought so us that's what it was yeah we walked okay. for like miles yeah, and miles we, we ended up at like that street vendor yeah. area where people were kind of yelling at us and like Ooh. no we're just trying to walk back it was like 20 miles back to where we needed to get uh, yeah, we survived. We made it through. Uh, no, so those are the trips we took and like just a blast and had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be more in our future. I'm excited about so. it. Of course. <laughs> Looking back, just, you know, at everything that we've done, there's so much that we could elaborate on. What are some of the highlights for you? Just working and being a part of us. You know, being with you, being able to see like how positive you are, like that influenced me because my journey you know so like just knowing how positive you were remaining the whole time that this happened to you like it kind of took me back and then that happened to me so it just put things in perspective again like I was one helping you and then I'm needing help so you know that's crazy to hear it's awesome to hear also because I got a lot of my strength because like I'd mentioned, I've told people, you know, one of the most caring, selfless people I've ever met in my life. Um, you know, you helped me a lot of the ways just with when I was having tough days, just thinking about what you're going through. So I think that's why we were such a good fit because mm-hmm. we kind of helped each other out and looked at each other. And, you know, as we move into just talking a little bit now, so 2016 came rolling around 
Um, you know, we were just kind of doing everyday things. And from my standpoint, you were having some headaches and you can kind of elaborate on what was going on. Yeah, I've, I've always had like for the past couple of years prior to that, I had headaches, but they would go away when I took something. Mm-hmm. This time I went like a whole month with taking everything that I could think of that I can find to make the headaches go away and they wouldn't. And so I ended up going in to the doctor and telling him, you know, what had happened or what was going on. And he said, well, I'll just put you on antidepressants. And I'm like, no, I'm not going there. I'm not a depressed person. I don't need this. And, so, right. and then he gave me an MRI and they called me like 30 minutes later and told me I had a mass in my left frontal lobe. And I didn't tell you guys for a few weeks. I know. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Well, and it's one of those things when you did tell me, you know, it's one of those texts you read mm-hmm. and you look at it and it's one of those, you just feel chills. Mm-hmm. It's like when, you know, I found out my mom had cancer. Yeah. It's like you read it and you just are stunned for a second. You're like, this can't be right. Like, what yeah. What the hell do you mean? <laughs> um, you know, it shifts from, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, to, okay, like, what do we got to do now? Yeah. You know, that's... That's been my mentality throughout my whole paralysis. And, you know, for you then just going through with that news, I guess from the start, like what was your initial reaction from the MRI? I was, I was numb, you know, how else I, I, I was a single mom. Um, so to leave my kids because they ended up telling me that is inoperable after I had the biopsy. And I was like, no this can't happen right. it gave me like four to seven years i think four to five years i'm like nope i'm not i'm not dealing with this like there's got to be another solution so thankfully i had it resected but you know like for that period of time i was scared i was scared to leave my kids i thought i was gonna pass like right. who's gonna raise my kids i'm never gonna see my son walk across the stage to graduate oh. yeah that hit me hard but i'm here yes you are <laughs> and i have a quick story that i love from this is nicole gets her biopsy done which again they drilled a hole in your brain yep. and i asked her how she's feeling on monday and i think your response was i'm doing fine but i had a seizure over yeah. the weekend and i was that like, was the day i was supposed to come back and start back work because i took a couple of days off for the biopsy yeah and then, but they also told you to relax and lay down. Yeah. And I was like, well, how did you have a seizure laying down? You're like, no, I was cleaning the kitchen and I was cooking dinner. I'm like, Nicole, you cannot be moving around. You need to I'm relax. Stubborn. I know. That's just the character and person that you are. You just want to always be helping others, even at the sacrifice of yourself. Um, I had to sit in my tail down for that one. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that you were able to and healed from that. It's just, you know, not only physically going through that, but like you said, the mental state, um, being able to persevere through, I guess, what what helped you get through? My kids. My kids. Just thinking about my kids always. That's unbelievable. Yeah. What were some of the tougher points during the kind of besides the fact of knowing this could happen and this could be what it was, but like physically, I think you had lost some of, some of the speech too. I lost speech for about a few months. I couldn't read. Um, 
I looked at my phone after the surgery and I, I just didn't know what it said, you know? So I started crying and I started, um, the doctors came in and I started having like major anxiety. My heart rate was racing and they, they diagnosed me with tachycardia, which is a heart issue. Um, but they also said it was white coat syndrome. So any doctor that I see, I would get nervous. So that's a result of, you know, traumatic brain injury or anything to do with your physical being like traumatic, you right. know. So I got over that though. How, how do you you say that? And it's so funny to me because of all the relationships that we have and like the life and what we've seen and gone through. It's I run into people and I talk about my life and even Steve who has helped me with this. He's like how do you act so natural? Like with your day to day, you say like, you just do these, these aren't normal things. No, and you I, say it like, Oh, I got, I looked at my phone, didn't understand what it was through a fit. I got over it. It's like, well, I had a process. There was a process. Like I went to speech therapy for a few months. I went to occupational therapy for a few months and like just dealing with being emotional roller coaster, like spending three days in the hospital for what I thought was my heart, but it was anxiety. So I had to get on anxiety medication going through all that. Like it was a journey definitely, but you know, I'm grateful and thankful to still be here. So I take every day with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. That's all we can do. Right. That's, that's what I've been telling people. I think that's the philosophy that I have is I'm extremely blessed to be, even if my situation is paralyzed from the neck down. Um, you know, being able to try and just see as much good as I possibly can. And hopefully I've reflected that done a good job throughout the time that we've had, um, you know, with the 11 years of being together, I mean, what were we five, if not more five days a week, seeing each other, being a part of each other's family, Five, sometimes seven, sometimes (laughs) seven. Yeah. They're dependent upon trips and being through, um, parents go out of town quite frequently and then I would stay here and. Exactly. Well, and then our home is your home, right? Yeah, so yeah. we do have the pool. I don't get to use it a ton. Yeah. I do get to get into it, but you know, your kids, kids. are right. Come on over. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. So as we transition again, so happy you're able to get through this. I mean, it's just massive to hear just being able to tackle that almost like, Hey, what's next? No big deal. We can handle this as life keeps throwing curveballs your way. So what is new now with you as we progress up to 2023 well um my son is out of the house he has a a son of his own so i have a grandson and i'm enjoying that and nevaeh's growing up she's growing up she's growing up she has a boyfriend and she don't want to be with mom anymore so i'm dealing with that uh what is it rejection oh my goodness she'll be driving soon yeah well i hope not not ready it's amazing we talk about how long it's been seeing your kids i got a chance to see them because you know we were so close and it's so funny when we would go to my first job nicole would come with her daughter and feet dangling just be asleep as you'd help me walk in um picking her up carrying her in even though her daughter started to outgrow you a little bit her feet would be dragging (laughs) That you carry her in. I didn't oh. want to leave her in the car. So. No, and or should you want to mm. leave her in the car yeah. there? Um, 
no, that's just, it's incredible to see the growth and journey. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm so happy of the relationship that we had just because it wasn't just like a work relationship. It became friendship, which yeah. inevitably became family. Mm-hmm. You'll always be a part of our family. Thank you. Of course. So again, thank you so much for coming today. Uh, being able to share your story, I think it's going to help a lot of people out there. Um, always want to stay as positive as possible. And so kind of the last question that I like to ask people is even with everything that you've gone through, right? I mean, single mom raising two kids, um, grandma now, and going through brain tumors. I mean, navigating through that to now owning your own house, kind of doing what you want to do. Um, how do you continue to live life with hope? Just stay focused. Just work hard. Always be appreciative of what you have. Like there's somebody out there that's less fortunate, you know, like you're in a situation that I never want to be in, you know, but you've stayed positive and remained so positive throughout your whole journey. Like I am grateful for you. Um, I'm thankful for everything that everybody has taught me. Um, throughout this whole process you know I don't have much family but the family that I do have I appreciate and that's what kind of keeps me focused and moving and I work a lot and I work hard and I don't know it's just blessed blessed it's a beautiful answer thank you so much again Nicole thank you you make me cry here (laughs) you make me cry (laughs) oh well thanks again you'll always be a part of this family okay Thank you. Yep.